It's not so much that God is undesirable to persons as it is that even persons desiring to use their chooser to choose God have difficulty actually surrendering to God's plan. I'm Terry Knight, the pastor here at New Life Community Church. I thank you so much for turning us on, tuning us in. I trust, as always, that the Lord's going to bless you up one side and down the other as we fellowship together here for the next several moments. Boy, I've got a lot to tell you about this morning. There have been some tremendous moves of God taking place around the country, and I'm pretty excited, really blessed and humbled to tell you that one of those spots is right here in Ridgeway, Virginia. We've been having some really powerful moves of Holy Spirit here in our church worship celebration. This past Sunday was no exception. It all actually started the weekend of our youth awakening. It's just a real shaking among our youth, several professions made, uh, just some bold testimonies, and it's continuing on. Uh, again, this past Sunday was no exception. Now, that leads me to tell you about something that's coming up that uh, we didn't plan so much as I really believe God put together a plan. And it involves or revolves around what used to be our marriage encounter. You see, New Life does a lot of events. And one such is our marriage encounter. We've been doing this for about 20 years as a weekend event for married couples, and we decided, really felt impressed of the Lord to change it up a little bit this year, and instead of marriage encounter, it's going to be family encounter, something for nearly every member of the family. That's what new life is all about. We are a family and becoming more of a family, and it's just a, it's a family of families if you want to get right down to it. Family encounter is this. We're going to have some activities on Saturday, March 18th, and then on Sunday, March 19th, we are very privileged to have in our presence a gentleman by the name of Lawrence Tuning. You may not know much about Lawrence, but if you've been in church any time at all, you probably are familiar with the song, The Anchor Holds. Lawrence is the, uh, the writer, the author of that song. And he and his wife are going to be with us on Sunday, March 19th, sharing the story behind the song. The song comes out of a lot of pain, a lot of anguish for their family, thus the family encounter. We want to invite you to come out and be a part of that celebration, Sunday, March 19th. Now I'm going to play just a little clip of the song. You may not recognize it by the title. You may not recognize it by the author, the writer, the, the songwriter. But I trust that you'll listen to these words and listen to the powerful message coming forth from this. And I'll be back here in just a little while to really get you going with our teaching for this particular program. Here's Lawrence Tuning. Uh, pardon the audio and the video quality is not the best in the world, but I think that you'll get the message. Give this a listen. And the anchor holds Though the ship is better 
the anchor holds Though the sails are torn I have fallen on my knees As I face the raging sea Yes, the anchor holds In spite of the storm I have fallen Fallen down on my knees I have faced the raging sea and the anchor holds The anchor holds The anchor holds In spite of the storm there you have it. That is a powerful song and a powerful testimony that goes with it. Again, I want to extend you a personal invitation to come out on Sunday, March 19th. It's just a couple of weeks away uh, to be with us for our Sunday morning worship celebration to hear Lawrence tell the, the story behind that song. It's, that will begin at 10 o'clock. We'll tell you more about that at the end of the program in terms of some of the details. All right, now, to get back to uh, this week's teaching, we're going to try to wrap up the back half of a teaching that we began last week that's called Using Your Chooser. As we said at the outset of the program, our little teaser, beloved, it's not so much that people reject God. Most people say, hey, I believe in God. Every now and then you run into someone that is so bold as to declare that they do not believe in God, whether you want to call them an atheist or an agnostic or whatever the case might be, a skeptic. But the problem usually is not that people do not believe in God and believe in God's plan. It's just that they have difficulty surrendering their own agenda in submission to God's plan. That's what this teaching talks about. And it is a difficult process, but one that I believe could be managed very easily once we learn some of the details that we're dealing with in this particular um, teaching time, this particular sermon, if you please. This goes way back to, to December, and you'll notice some of the Christmas decorations in the background. Don't let that throw you. Just listen to what the Spirit is saying. Our text passage for this particular teaching is Joshua chapter 24. Um, actually, Joshua chapter 1, but I'm going to read from chapter 24 because it sort of puts a period on this. Listen to verse 14 from the New International Version. Now, Fear the Lord and serve Him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods, the little gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. Throw them away, serve the Lord. Verse 15, But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, if that be the case, 
then choose for yourselves. Choose. Use your chooser. Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. Joshua says, But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And I trust that's your prayer today and your testimony. Father God, I thank you for each one listening in. I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in our midst. And I pray that uh, that which we've been experiencing live at New Life, that that, Lord, would somehow reach across uh, this technology and reach across this medium and speak to the hearts of the individuals in this television audience or Facebook audience or ever how people might be receiving this right now. We ask, we pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, you hang on. I'll be back here in just a little while to wrap things up. God bless. The power, not a power, I'm talking the power, comes from the plant. It comes from the plant. New life, will you listen to me? You won't experience the power of God by chasing another plan. It, it's not funny, but it's almost humorous to me sometimes when people say, I don't understand. You say God does this and God does that. He doesn't do that for me. Listen, you won't experience the power of God by chasing another plan. Are you with me? You see, like Israel's forebears, this is why I went there, other gods, little g-o-d-s, other gods than the God has the allegiance of the majority of persons in every generation. Isn't that a sobering thought? Isn't it a sickening thought in some respects? So, so let's just shift for just a moment. And simply put, I would say to you that idol worship is still in vogue in our day. Did you know that? Idol worship. Let's start over here with Zach and I want you to give me some idols. No, 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 just kidding. <laughs> idol worship. You have any issues with idols? Idol worship is still in vogue in our own day. How many of you know, hear me out, how many of you know that serving the Lord is an ideal or an idea that is either on many persons' to-do list or not yet on their radar. Am I right? But for now, they are content to desire some other God. Now listen, this ranges from good intentions and the road to hell is, well, I won't go there. This ranges from good intentions to people who are outright oblivious. It ranges from ignorance to moronic stupidity with regards to spiritual issues.
Can I encourage you just to cut to the chase? I don't want to belabor this too much, but will you consider even persons from perhaps your own household, some of you? I know some of you listening by way of live stream or new life telecast. Uh, some of the persons from your own household, perhaps some of the persons from your own family that have no desire to serve the Lord today. I would ask you, where are they? Where are they? You know, people are staying away from here by the thousands. They may be even planning to go to heaven at some point in time, but not in any rush to serve the Lord. Can you be reminded? Say yes. Thank you for giving me permission. To remind you that simply sitting on a church chair isn't necessarily one and the same with serving the Lord. Now, I'm trying to help you. I'm so thankful that you're here, and I think it's the Lord's will that you're here. This, this is a, a God idea, not just a, a good idea. But I also want to remind you, beloved, that serving the Lord, it isn't automatic and it means something. It means something. For the present, I'm talking about right now, God is allowing for you to use your chooser. You to use your chooser. Isn't that cool that the God of creation has said to you, Hey, you, you have a choice. Listen to verse 15. But if serving the Lord, Joshua 24, 15, if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Pastor, you know that that was for the ancient Israelites and that has nothing to do with me. No, I don't know that at all. I'll come by here this morning to tell you that has everything to do with you. It does. Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Wow. Can I begin to wrap it up like this? Who have you chosen? You. Who I'm not talking about what you're planning to do once you check off these few. I've got a few more things I've got to get off the list, Pastor. But who have you chosen? Have you chosen God's plan or otherwise. And if it's otherwise, it's not God's plan. And then are you actually serving God? Have you surrendered yourself to God's plan? Surrender. You understand surrender? I mean, really, have you? Pastor Terry, what's my choices? Let me walk you through this rather briskly. I'm filling in number seven, your last study note. That means we're getting close. Beloved, the most subtle road away from God is by way of the path of, here it goes, S-E-L-F. Somebody tell me what that spells. Mm. Here's something Holy Spirit gave me in the sacred confines of my office yesterday. Most idols are fuel that Feels the passions of self. Self. 
And everybody has a self. Self can be influenced in a, by a myriad of different distractions. And I believe that Matthew helps us, gives us a heads up about this because Matthew, or through Matthew, the Lord helps us to understand that we are to love God. How? How am I to love God? With all of my heart, mind, soul, and strength. Heart, mind, soul, and strength. The heart is the real you. It's the spirit man. That's the part of you that will never die. The mind and the soul. The mind is your thinker, your chooser. And the soul would be the, uh, the uh, emotional realm, if you please, the seat of your emotions. Isn't it easy to think that our emotions are to be allowed to choose for us? Have you had any of those occasions this week? Oop, there's an emotion. I think I'll just run with it. It's easy to think that we're just to allow our emotions to choose for us when the truth is, how many of you come by here to hear some truth this morning? When the truth is, we spirit-filled persons, those that are filled with that same Holy Spirit that brought creation into existence, we should learn to think and choose for our, our emotions. Now listen, sometimes you have to get tough with your emotions. You sit down over there and shut up. I ain't crying right now. I ain't got no time for that. You sit down and shut up. I know you want me to go around and bust my wife upside the head, but I'm smarter than that. Say amen right there. Now, I know some of you are thinking about that one. You see where I'm going with that? I'm talking about spirit-filled people. I helped my disciple yesterday understand this, beloved. When Holy Spirit comes in, he pushes a bunch of garbage out. We call it baggage. And he brings some new furniture in with him. Look out here, church. He brings in the, the fruit of the Spirit. And for every one of those crazy things that goes on in our life, there is a component that Holy Spirit brings in. Love and joy and peace. And we talked about that. What's the opposite of love, church? What's the opposite of joy, church? What's the opposite of peace, church? You see, Holy Spirit brings us those things. They're the fruit of the Spirit. They are to be growing in you. What comes off of an apple tree? This is an apple tree right here. I planted that thing a long time ago. And if you keep watering it soon enough, some apples will appear on it. You know what happens to apple trees? Huh? Now, that's not an apple tree. That is a infantigo bush or something. I'm not sure what that thing is. But Lord knows if that, something ever happens to that one, we got a nudding. But God intended for his fruit, fruit. I'm not talking about gifts at this point. His fruit to flow not only to, but through you. I believe Paul was addressing some of this in 1 Thessalonians. I've got to hurry. I don't talk too much. Listen, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Turn over there with me. 1 Thessalonians. If you can find 2 Thessalonians, this will be real close to it. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 3 says, 
By the way, the first time I ever read this, I was a pretty young teenager. It impressed me then. I'm still impressed with it. It is God's will. It is whose will? That you should be like your neighbor. It is God's will that you should be like Hollywood. It is God's will that you ought to be either a D or an R. When them people's camped out up in the cesspool that is Washington, D.C. this morning. Is that what it says? It's God's will that you should be, say it with me, church, holy. That means surrendered to His power and purpose and plan for your life. Why does He want to surrender to His will? That you should avoid sexual immorality? Oh, I don't like that preacher. I'm going to find me another church. Well, that's all right. I just hope they preach the Word of God to you when you get there. That you should avoid sexual immorality, verse 4, that each of you should learn to control his or her own body in a way that is holy and honorable. Look at this. Not in passionate lust like the heathen who do not know God. For God did not call us to be impure, chasing our emotions, but to live a holy life, taking emotions captive to our spirit. That's our heart, our mind, our soul, and also our strength, the fleshly, carnal drives and desires of our physical nature. These are all avenues that will serve our being lured away if they are not fully surrendered to God. I'm going to ask you to close your Bible, put your study notes aside, wake your neighbor up. And I'm going to ask you to prayerfully consider this with me. Would you just bow your heads with me for a moment and consider if your heart is divided between the things of the Word, the things of God, and the things of this world, you are certainly not surrendered to Christ. You know that's true. And you know it in your heart. If your mind is preoccupied over and over with the things of this present existence, then you're certainly not surrendered to Christ. If your flesh is calling the shots, just screaming at you, do this for me, do that for me, take me here, take me there. If your flesh is calling the shots, you're certainly not surrendered to Christ. What's the alternative? It's very simple. Is choosing God's plan, surrendering your heart, mind, soul, and strength to God's plan. I don't always feel impressed to close this way, but I do this morning.
In just a second, I'm going to ask you to stand, and we're going to open this altar. There may be someone here this morning. There's a part of you that isn't surrendered, and you know it's high time. It's time to stop planning and start being. Beloved, that was a gripping time, a sobering time at the end of that service. And I want to leave you uh, with this. Are you surrendered? Is your heart surrendered to the plan of God? Now, I'm not just asking, do you believe in God? Do you believe in the Bible? Do you believe in, are you lending mental credence to these things? But have you surrendered your life to God through His Son, Jesus Christ? Have you purposed to follow after God's purpose and plan for your life. It's just that simple. Either you are or you aren't. And I want to be an encouragement to you to go after the things of God with a reckless abandonment, to surrender your will, your life, your purpose, all of your whims and wishes, to surrender that to the powerful presence of God and the powerful plan of God and watch how He works in your life to bring about a fulfillment and a, a sense of hope and a sense of glory unlike anything this present existence could ever bring to you. Now, I may be speaking to some of you. I like some testimonies that we've heard at New Life recently. I may be speaking to some of you that have strayed away. You've lived the life of the prodigal. You've wandered away into everything imaginable, saying all along that you believe in God, but you haven't surrendered all of that. To God. You haven't surrendered those weaknesses, those faults, those shortcomings, those addictions, all of those things that are dragging you down. Can you be encouraged to follow after God? Let me pray for you before we jump, have to jump out here. Father, I thank you for each one listening in right now. And Lord, I pray that the revival that has begun to stir in our area, in our country, and around the world, I pray that it would continue to stir and stir the hearts of those listening to me right now. By your powerful spirit, I pray you'd go across the airways, go across the miles, go across all this technology, and reach into the very hearts of those that are listening. Change their life. May they know and understand you have a plan for their life, not one that is just to be believed or to recognize, but one that is to be surrendered to. Lord, I pray you would help the weakest one to submit to yield to your purpose and to be filled with your power in the days to come. We pray, we ask in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, listen, if you've made a decision for Christ, if you've allowed God to come into your life and to change you, we would love to hear about that. We'd love to offer you some help, uh, some follow-up help. Perhaps someone's listening, you do not even own a copy of the Bible. And I'm very serious when I tell you, we will get you one. I have connections. We will get you a Bible. There's some contact information on the bottom of the screen. You can email us. You can call us. We'd love to hear from you, and we'll try to help you as much as we possibly can. New Life also has a regular schedule of activities, Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. And I'm telling you here recently, it's been anything other than a regularly scheduled activity, but we'd love to have you come in and be a part of this move of God with us. We also have midweek activities Wednesday night, 
7 o'clock, something for nearly every member of the family. I'm Terry Knight, and a pastor of New Life Community Church. I do want to remind you before I go away of March 19th for our family encounter. We'll tell you more about that. We'll try to have some uh, information on the screen about that in the coming weeks. God bless you. Have a great week. And remember, my friends, Jesus is coming back. Is He coming back? <music>